Welcome to Define You Radio Classes in Session. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. If this is your first time listening, thank you, and make sure you connect with the show on Define You Radio's Facebook page and www.defineuradio.com. Because of today's show, I almost feel like rapping (laughs) the Wu-Tang song, Cream, right? And in case you don't know that song, Cream stands for Cash Rules Everything Around Me, which brings us to today's session with Lexi Jones to discuss you, your children, and money. Lexi has been on the show several times and always gives us money tips we could use, the type of tips that will have you asking, if you're anything like me, what would Lexi do? (laughs) Pens and papers ready? Let's welcome best-selling author, (laughs) I had to throw that out there, Lexi to the show. Hey, hey, Valencia. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me again. Yay, I'm always excited to have you on the show because you, you know, you give me plenty of financial knowledge and and you give it in bits and pieces that even I could digest. So I'm not mad at all about money when you break it down. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome, because that's my goal. (laughs) I don't want people to be frustrated about it. Yes, because it could be a frustrating thing. Now, like I said, you are a best-selling author, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, um, you driven go- success. <laughs> go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself in case this is their first time hearing you. Sure. Um, so as Valencia so eloquently introduced, thank you. My name is Lexi Jones, and I am president and master coach of Lexi Jones, LLC. I am a transformational speaker, best-selling author, as Valencia said, and I uh, coach women entrepreneurs in business, leadership, and finances. But what I really do is to help women entrepreneurs, especially uh, single moms who are entrepreneurs, uh, to achieve freedom through business ownership. Mm, I love that. I love that. Why do you why did you single out single moms? I am a single mom myself of four. And so that is um, you know, just a a passion of mine and particularly as I talk about the areas of uh finances and um business and you know the uh, the last couple of times I was on the show, I think I gave you know my quick a uh, quick excerpt of my testimony as it relates to finances and how in 2008 you know I lost everything, and um, you know was married and then found myself um, you know divorced and now I was this single mom you know with three children and a mound of debt and no home no car you know nothing really to call my own except for the children and their clothes <laughs> and their things. So um, that is why I'm really passionate about reaching out to other single moms who are, um, who are, who are struggling um, 
you know, in finances um, or in business because I chose business ownership as um, my pathway to freedom. And so I just want to help other single moms um, who are desiring to do the same thing. And that that is so important as um, I, I was a single mom. I don't know if you still consider a single mom when you're married because I am married now. But when I was, quote, unquote, a single mom, it was more about making money and paying bills, just mm-hmm. making it and paying bills, you know, that mm-hmm. – Check, that check to check and really not having the financial knowledge that I needed to where I would not have had to work so hard just to have my our wants and needs taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, I, I love that you are, you know, that's your topic and your specialty because as single moms, I know a lot of single moms, and I know it's, you know, it is very much a check to check, and then mm-hmm. you, you're check check to check. You're not teaching your kids anything, and then, you know, you're still working long past retirement age, mm-hmm. or barely living when you retire because this whole time you hadn't saved anything. But I know we're we're focusing on on kids and or children and I just want to say because even though uh, my son is 20 I still consider him a kid you know but don't we always <laughs> right he uh, he's still going to be a kid at 50 to me but um, one of the things it was a lot of financial knowledge I didn't have so soon as I did my best to teach him I researched and as I learned I taught him things and now, you know, things about credit and saving and, and, and everything, he's still trying to grasp that concept of when it comes out of his account to go to his savings account, he's not losing money because that's mm-hmm. how for the longest time he looked at it, like I'm losing money, but I'm like, no, it's going somewhere to make more money. But right. I, focused, I focused a little bit on that, but mainly on his credit. And now I can say my son has a credit score higher than most of the adults I know. That's now awesome. it's, it's it's teaching him what what that means exactly. It doesn't mean you start getting a bunch of cards and 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 everything. So I'm class is truly in session today. So I wanna ask you, I guess just jump right in. Why is it important to teach kids about money? Valencia, um, thank you for that question. It is extremely important to teach our children about money so that we don't um, perpetuate this uh, mindset of poverty. And it is, you know, very real. It's a physical thing. That it's, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's uh, attitudes, the beliefs that we carry um, about money. And, you know, you uh, talked about that song earlier from Wu-Tang, was it Cream? And yeah. <laughs> uh, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like to say, okay, Cash Rules Everything Around Me, but now let's teach you how to rule the, cat, the cash. So you rule mm. the cash and everything around you. Mm. 
you know. I love so just that. little tweaks like that in 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 the mindset. Because we do, and I don't know if they teach this in schools now. I know my son was fortunate enough to be in a school system to where they taught him little things, like they actually taught them how to write checks. I don't know if they taught them the the purpose and so on and so forth, because I do know adults that don't know how to write a check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know? Um, yeah. So it's it's the importance of showing them, you know, like you said, ruling the cash or the credit, making it work for you instead of, you know, you working for it and it's going nowhere. Right. So, right. So yeah, so it's definitely important that we um, that we learn for ourselves, number one, so that we can mm-hmm. pass it down to um, to our children, and we can start to um, change the patterns, you know, that we've seen in our families. For those that can relate to this, um, the patterns that we've seen in our families for generations. Mm. What age do you recommend we start teaching our children about money? Um, as soon as they can start walking around. <laughs> I mean, so I have children of all ages. Okay, I have four children, from, and they range from 22 to one and a half. And so it's it's never too soon. I don't think. I mean, right out the womb, obviously, but. <laughs> You know, it, it's not. It's never too soon to begin to teach your children about money, about anything for that matter. But about you know, but about money. And so, with my one and a half year old, even though she really doesn't understand, you know, like the, you know, I'll show her a penny, but she doesn't really understand it. Just me showing it to her every day. You know, she's taking it in, and then if she sees me take that penny or that nickel or that dime or that dollar or that $20 bill to the store, and she's with me, and now I'm making a transaction in the store, you know, she's connecting these things. She's connecting these things. So she may not totally understand it all right now, but as she gets older, you know, she'll continue to connect the dots, you know. So you can just take a piece of paper and you can tape, for those of you who have, you know, toddlers, you can tape um, a penny, you know, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, you know, so on and so forth, and just put it, you know, somewhere on their wall, of course, out of their reach, because, you know, toddlers, young, young toddlers, they like to explore about putting things in their mouth, so (laughs) you got to be mindful of that. (laughs) So put it, you know, sort of out of their reach, but where they can see it every day and go over it with them every day. Mm-hmm. So it's never uh, too early. And I wish I would have started earlier with Cameron, but I started soon as I I started becoming aware of financial responsibility that right so if you can explain what financial responsibility is that would be great yes so um let let me just um 
address something what you said that you you didn't start teaching Cameron really until you um, became financially responsible, and a lot of that has to do with um, how we grow up in our homes. We are taught, you know, oh, you don't, you know, we don't talk about finances, or you know, if if as parents we're having a conversation, maybe you know, you and your husband, or you and your boyfriend, if you all happen to you know, share accounts or whatever, um, you have those conversations, but, you know, you wait until the children are busy doing something or they're off to bed, you know, and so the children have no idea what's going Mm -hmm. on and what it takes to run a house and, you know, all of these things that we call, you know, being financially responsible. And so then, you know, we grew up and then, you know, at some point we're like, oh, I really have to do some, you know, learn how to do some things with this money that I'm getting. And so then you just do the best that you can until you, you know, until you learn otherwise. Well, I knew so, I didn't. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I knew I didn't want to be forced to work at 70 years old because I wasn't responsible about money. And I didn't want my son to grow up thinking, you know, Rob and Peter to pay Paul is normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So somewhere along the way, um, Valencia, and I don't know if you know the exact event or, you know, circumstances surrounding that, you, you had that shift in perception, you know. For some, it happens, you know, earlier. For some, it happens later, you know, much later. Um, but like I said, if we don't know um, and, and if we don't seek out the information and the knowledge to know, then we, then we can't, we don't, we're not able to teach our children how to be financially responsible. All we can do is teach our children um, what we know. And we do that by through our actions more than anything else because you can talk about, um, you know, all of these great financial uh, tips and give them great financial advice, but if you are not practicing it, it is likely, more than likely, that they are going to um, repeat what you are doing uh, because of the behaviors that you demonstrated and not necessarily because of what you were telling them. I I definitely agree with that. I think it was, I don't know when that shift happened with me, but, you know, I don't know if it was just seeing people at Walmart or what exactly it was, you know, like the older people that you know don't want to be there. And I know Mm -hmm. as different people I know retired, they didn't have enough money to enjoy retirement. Yeah. And nobody yeah. taught me about money. I learned the hard way. Right. Right. Which, yeah, which a lot of us have. A lot of us have. And I know for me the shift happened, um, I was uh, probably, I, I probably was in my late 20s, early 30s, and my mom did, you know, the best she could in terms of finances. And actually, you know, she didn't do too bad of a job. She, you know, taught us using the envelope system and, you know, and all of that. So kudos to her um, because she was always very responsible. She always had great credit. Um, 
it, but there were just still some things that, you know, because she didn't know, she couldn't, she couldn't pass along. But I, I didn't have that shift. Um, I, I think I was in my early 30s, and I'd gotten a job, and then I got like two, three promotions um, pretty quickly, but, and they were substantial, you know, differences in pay, but I was still in the same financial situation, living check to check. And I'm like, something is not right. Like, I'm not, I'm missing something. <laughs> because how can I get, you know, these three promote promotions, each of them with substantial increases, and I'm still in the same situation? Mm. Yes, indeed. So that's what did it for me. <laughs> so when it comes to us teaching our kids, I know you said, you know, start as a toddler, but yeah. what if, you know, someone has older kids, of course, where can they start now? What are some of the the basics that they can start with, you know, start teaching their kids? Yeah, so I have um, several tips even for, for young and for um, older children. Um, one of the things with older children, because like I said, I have a 22-year-old and I have a, a 16-year-old. He's going to go on, on to uh, maybe 17. And uh, one of the things that I have done with them, and I actually started this with them probably, and I have a 10-year-old, so probably around that age or even before, when they would ask for or uh, things like, um, Oh, Martin, because they're in a store, you know, they'll nickel and dime you to death if you let them. Oh, can I get, you know, some chips, or I can I get this, or can I get that? And so, you know, my thing was, if you want this bag of chips, then you've got to pay half of it, and I'll pay the other half. Mm. You know, or you pay three-quarters of it, and I'll get the rest. And sometimes it's like, no, you just got, you got to pay for it, you know. So then some people will say, okay, well, how, but, you know, where, where my child doesn't have a job, you know, to make money, not old enough to work, um, to make money. And so here's where our mind is limited again because um, our children don't have to be old enough to go work for somebody to earn money. Hmm. They can just, you know, go around. They can walk somebody's dog. They can wash somebody's dishes. They can mow somebody's lawn, they can pull somebody's weeds, they can, there's, there's, there's so many things that can be done where they can earn some money. I'm glad you said said that, started with that, because I know with, and I did it more just to keep him busy for the summer, and I think Cameron was like in third or fourth grade, Mm-hmm. And I actually had him, I said, okay, I'll do the initial investment. <laughs> you know, I'll buy mm-hmm. what you need to get started. And him and my niece started selling, you know, uh, we call them Dixie Cups here in the South, but, you know, mm-hmm. like the frozen Kool-Aid, uh, yep. popsicles, uh, yes. chips, pickles. And I started that way with, them learning how to, you know, earn money, you know, and there's a yes. lot of, there was a lot of uh, neighborhood kids, so everybody knew to come there, and they made really, really good money, so I taught yeah. him early about the earning part, and of course, yes. you know, 
<laughs> and then and later, uh, I was going to say years later, um, he might have been like in eighth grade, and him and some of his friends started, you know, started a little business selling similar things. I, I invested mm-hmm. and bought them a snow cone machine and those kind of things. This time, though, I was like, okay, I'm investing, and you guys have to pay me back soon as you earn Absolutely. it back. Absolutely. And they put uh, flyers up and, um, and everything else. And so at that point, the lesson went from earning, from earning, and you have to pay me back. Absolutely, absolutely. And see, not only did you teach him to um, to earn money, but when we do that, we are teaching our children that you can you can um, you can go and get money at will. You don't have to wait for a paycheck. I like that. You can I'm go and get money down. at will because there's always something yeah. they could do to, to yeah, earn. Yeah, so money. many of us. Are, yeah. You know, so many of us are sitting around and have this mindset like, I don't have a job, so I can't, you know, do this or I can't do that, you know. I always talking about what we don't have. But when we teach our children, you know, to go out and do these things, like you said, they set up the Dixie Cup stand or lemonade stands or whatever it is, whatever it is, um, friendship bracelets. I know my daughter was into that, you know, with her, a uh, couple of her friends, and they would make them and sell them and, you know, Whatever it is, but you know you're teaching them that you can make money at will. So you you get into a situation where, you know, you know something's coming up. You need money for something for whatever reason. You can you can go out and earn that money. You have to sit and wait for a paycheck or wait for somebody to approve you to have overtime, so you can make a little extra money. Right. From from earning money. Where do we, where should I have went next? Or where should a parent go next from, okay, I taught them how to earn money. Now what? Okay, so, you know, you're teaching them how to earn money, but now you've got to teach them the process of, you know, what to do with that money, how to how to make the decision decisions that, you know, okay, I've got this amount of money, um, what does it need to go to, you know, prioritizing that and teaching them how, you know, how to allocate every penny. Because the problem is with a lot of us is that, you know, we get our, um, if you work a nine to five, you get your paychecks. Um, if you're, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, you get, you get your commissions or whatever you earn. And the problem with us is that we don't have a plan for our money, so it just goes wherever. And then we're sitting there at the end of the week or two weeks or whenever or the month or whatever, and we're like, I don't know where my money went. Hmm. Where all my I money going? <laughs> right? So teaching them, um, you know, teaching them, okay, now I've got this money, you know, I should have a plan for this money. So that's where... Um, you know, your spending plan comes in, your savings plan um, comes in, and not only just, okay, you, uh, I just, I'm going to put $10 away every week, you know, what am I putting it away for, for how long? I mean, you have to be very detailed about your savings. With some of us as adults right now, we have a savings, but there's no, we don't have any kind of plan for it, so therefore, the savings disappears. 
Mm. What do you mean by planned? Like, what am I saving for? Or yeah, absolutely. Okay. What am I? What am I saving for? I'm saying, you know, telling me, okay, it's good to save, but what am I saving for? Hmm. And understanding that, you know, there are different types, different things that we can we can save for. So I should be saving. I should be putting some up here for um, emergencies. I should be putting um, something up at separately for a for short term kinds of things. Maybe I want a laptop. Maybe, you know, I want to go on a road trip for the weekend with some friends, you know, and then for long term, you know, for for young people that maybe I want a house or, you know, or whatever. So teaching them, you know, about not just to save, but having plans and having goals for the money that you're saving and for the money that you're, you're spending right away. And, Two um, two things that I always like to say in terms of spending money, and I teach my children this all the time, when you're about to spend money, there's two questions you should ask yourself. One, what purpose will this thing serve, whatever it is you're pur- purchasing, and what is the return on investment? Hmm. Two questions that have stuck in my head since, uh, <laughs> since you were on before, and I... I've been more mindful of my spending because I don't want to give mixed messages to my son and tell him to save and he see, you know, mom spending just, you know, randomly on things that have no purpose and there's no mm-hmm. return. Mhm. Absolutely. Now, would you recommend when we're talking about saving, would you recommend, like, you manually do it or have it automatically come out when you get paid or a certain day of the month? What do you recommend? Um, I recommend I recommend a little of both. I, re- I, I recommend the automated because it just automatically comes out. If you don't think about it, you know, it automatically comes out. But... I also recommend um, you actually doing it, um, you know, putting it up, you taking it yourself and getting into that practice of doing that so that um, savings becomes like second nature to you and it is, it's a non-negotiable. You know, this, I have trouble sometimes with the whole, I mean, the automated thing is good. Don't get me wrong. Do it because, like I said, for, for some people, it's a little out of mind, you know, that works. <clears throat> it just comes off the top. They don't think about it. But here is, if, I guess if I can liken it to this, and this works for your little children too. You know, um, when we have a, a, oh, the, a piggy bank, right, they give us these pigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to drop our little coins in them <laughs> or whatever, right? And you drop your coins in there. And you don't really, you know, you're looking at that thing, but you can't really see what's going on inside of there. I always advocate getting something clear, like ditch the pig. Get something clear so that they can see the money growing. Hmm. So that they can see, you know, they're putting putting 
um, you know, there's change in there or the little dollar in there or whatever, and that they can see that their action is allowing that money to grow. I like that. Ditch the pig. <laughs> Ditch the pig. But it, so that's it what I was saying, you know, do a little bit of both, where they're actually, you know, I'm taking this money to put it in, you know, and things are coming in, and also, you know, some's coming out automatically. Okay. I know I started a, um, you know, one of the little Kentwood jugs or whatever, and all the change at the end of the day who you know we have to clear our pockets purses whatever and all the change ones and fives have to go in there and Mm -hmm. that is you know christmas money or trip money or whatever but it's clear so you can see Mm -hmm. which really was effective i didn't realize that till you made that statement because i could see you know how how much was in there, you know, that it it was a lot, it was full, it was heavy. Uh, But on the flip side of that, my son could see it and he was, you know, which would make him ask for it. You Uh know, mom, can I have a five out of there or a dollar out of there and you got a whole lot? And, you know, I would constantly explain to him that this is for vacation or this is for Christmas and we start over at the beginning of the year and try to keep it going all year just kind of depends on what we decide to use it for. And that's what I need to do different is have a definite, like, one reason it's there instead of, you know, it may be for this or maybe for that. So I will definitely write whatever it will be for on there. I want to talk about the dreaded B word which is budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, people I hate that I'm word with... because it sounds so it sounds so restrictive. And yes. so, you know, I'm like, if you if you feel better about it, then call it a spending plan. I mean, whatever, whatever makes you feel good. Just <laughs> because I, I mean, that's what it is. It's um, it's a spending plan. So, and then sometimes we feel like it's restrictive because we've just been used to doing whatever the heck we want with the money. Right. (laughs) And, you know, and now we're, you know, we're trying to rein it in. But the thing is, you have to look at it as, you know, yes, you know, maybe I need to tighten up here or there, but in, in in the end, you know, this is really going to allow me more freedom. Hmm. Because when I'm spending willy-nilly all over the place, I'm getting myself in trouble. True. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spending too much, and now I can't pay my rent. Uh, you know, I wanted to go get this, you know, car, and now I'm paying, you know, $300 a month for this car. I probably really didn't need to pay $300 a month, you know. So um, the budget is there to... Um, it, it's really there for your freedom. I liken it like I liken it to the Ten Commandments. You know, hmm. some people will look at it and be like, "Oh, you know, so restrictive. Who can do that?" But I'm like, right. "No, you really by keeping it, you you really don't understand how free you are." I, I'm gonna say this because I know a lot of people can relate 
probably. One of my issues with budgeting, mm-hmm. and one of my issues with budgeting is the, okay, let's say I budget $300 for groceries for the month, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. unrealistic because it's more like 400 Sure. How do how do you what's the best way to do it? Should we just see what we spend in in like a three month period and you know, pull average it out from there to create a budget? Because it's kinda hard to create yeah. a budget. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's what I should be doing. Yep. And that's 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 exactly what you should be doing. Um, when I when I sit down with clients, likely they've not you know done a budget either ever, <laughs> or some have attempted and you know not really did anything with it or anything like that. But that's exactly what I do with my clients. So I will say, okay, let's get three um, you know three months worth of your um, bank statements, your um, you know your checking, your savings. Um, your credit cards, you know, look at and looking where the money's going. So really, you know, and so yeah. So if the area is groceries, okay, let's look and see what we spent over the three months, and then average that, and let's start with that. See, with with that, with the grocery number, mm-hmm. the majority of the time I'm making groceries at Walmart, so it's not necessarily just groceries. When, if I pull up on my checking account, it's not necessarily just groceries I'm looking at because I've picked up other stuff that would be considered mm-hmm. groceries, but I'm looking at one number. Yeah, so in that case, I mean, if you're doing shopping like like that, um, which a lot of people are now because you have these, you know, one-stop stores where you can get everything, right. then your budget, your the line item probably won't just say groceries. It may say grocery okay. and household items. Okay. You know, or cleaning supplies or whatever. Um, you know, yeah. Okay. Credit. When should we start teaching our children about credit, and what's the best way to do that? Um, so, again, uh, early as possible, <laughs> you know, they're young and don't know anything about that piece of plastic, but the thing is, you know, they right. see you carrying it, they see you um, using it, um, to make transactions, um, you know, when they're little and, you know, old enough to understand, you can allow them to uh, give it to the cashier and, and all of that. But as they as they continue to grow and continue to understand, you know, you, you begin to teach them um, about credit, about interest. Um, I, credit... So some people will want to, you know, teach people that, oh, you know, don't get any credit cards and don't, you know, blah, 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 and that's not the way to go. Um, And neither is, you know, do everything by credit. (laughs) That's not the way to go. Right. But you definitely want to teach your um, children to, to, when when you're going through your statement with, for your credit cards and stuff, Mm-hmm. My thing is to have your have your children there. Like I said, and I said earlier, a lot of times we're not used to doing that. You know, we think the children right. should be gone off the bed or whatever. But I believe that your children should be right there, unless right now, you know, if you're married and your and your your whole financial meeting is volatile, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend <laughs> that the children be there. 
but you know, if it's not, you guys are having civil, you know, conversations about your your finances and things like that, and even as single moms, you know, have your children there, and you want to show them, you know, your credit card statement. Okay, I purchased this, and if I don't pay it off within these thirty days, they're going to add on this interest. Hmm and show them how to do the math. Now, that's going to require you to know how your credit card works. <laughs> right. You know, right. a lot of times There's we a- can't teach our kids about credit and all that because we don't know how it works. That's, it's, yeah, because it's, it's almost like the blind leading the blind, and you see generations of People just not knowing about money and right. living in, in poverty or in situations that they don't have to be in or can at least work on have stopping for the next generation. Because I right. know at, at, at my son's age, at 20, I couldn't, I don't know what my credit score was. I just knew, you know, went to a dealership for them to pull it. You know, I got approval letters in the mail, and okay, yeah, I signed up for this. It's just money. It's just money. It's just money. So I could tell you, surely my credit score wasn't what his was. I had no concept of. of right. I just knew you right. needed credit, like you needed cash, like you needed groceries, you needed credit to do things. That's all right. I knew, but I never had those financial lessons with how to build it, how to use it. Is it right. worth getting a candy bar on your credit exactly. card? You know? Right. You and so those are, right. And so those are the discussions you will have when you're sitting there with your credit card statement, you know, with your child. Okay, I purchased this and okay, I'm getting I can pay this off within thirty days, or I can't pay it off within thirty days. So here's what's gonna be added on and if I can't pay it off in sixty days, this is gonna be added on. Was it worth it? You know, all the children see is that we're swiping the credit card because we don't show them the other end of that. And that's you going through that statement and paying the bill mm. and what that all entails. That's true. And uh, and I'm sure a lot of parents would say this, well, I don't want my child knowing how much money I have. Yeah, and see, like I said, we have to get we have to get out of that. The problem, the reason why we don't want to, our children to see how much money we have, it's not even about how much money we have. It's because we are we're piss poor at managing our money. Mm-hmm. That's what we're it is in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be real. I'm just gonna be real. Anytime you can't be, you know, because. I'm going to tell you this, the people uh, people who are wealthy, you know, people who are, you know, rich, they're not living paycheck to paycheck or whatever, they don't have no problems. They don't have no problems showing their kids what they, they just leave that stuff laying around like, <laughs> they don't have no problems. That's they have true. those conversations. Because it's, I mean, you can't even ask, even like now, as an adult, like I'll have a conversation with someone, uh, let's say a family member, and, you know, we're talking about credit or, or money or, you know, most of the time it's the discussion of I don't have. 
you know, not mm-hmm. from my end, but from their end, like, you know, ooh, I'm, you know, I'm fine. All my bills are paid. I don't have any money, but all my bills are paid. That's like an <laughs> attitude that I hear a lot. And, you know, yeah. I see it a lot on social media. You'll see people post things yep. that is like a lack mindset, like it's okay to be broke. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have <laughs> any money, but my bills are paid. Right. Right, yeah. Thought. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying this, you know, and for those listening, you may be hearing me say, oh, that's crazy, that's ridiculous, da, 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 da. and I'm only saying that because I've been there. I've been there, folks. Right. So I, I have a right to say <laughs> to say that. I don't want people to think, you know, you know, if you're in these situations that, you know, I'm being insensitive or anything like that. These are all things that I had to confront myself about. And these are all these are the same things that I told myself, you are crazy. <laughs> you know. And I, I definitely have have been there. And it was easier just for me to pay my bills and be broke and borrow it. And I'm gonna tell yeah. you, I when I got a realization about money and what it meant was I, I had an uncle that's passed. So as a single young single parent he saw me out there working. I would pay my bills, and then I would have zero dollars or less than zero mm-hmm. if the bank fees hit. I used mm-hmm. to always go to him and say, "Hey, you know, I need twenty dollars, or can, or I need this, or I need that." And he would always give it to me, and I would always pay him back. So I'm going mm-hmm. into my next check already at a at a deficit because not only do I have bills, I also have to pay him back now. But what happened, one day he told me no. Mm-hmm. And when he told me no, number one, I was shocked. Yeah. But that was one of the best things. This is, this, it was my uncle, he, he um, was a Marine. He yep. taught me some of the best life lessons. Because it was, because this was a constant cycle for years. It wasn't yes. until he told me no that I had to rely on myself. I really had to look at my yes. own resources to earn more and spend less. Yes. And he said, I don't care if it's $5. You know, you should never not have any money. And what's funny, because I said, well, I know you have it. And I yes. tell people this today. I quote him verbatim. I told him, well, I know you have it. You could loan me $20 or whatever. And he said, it's not that I don't have it. I'm not going to give it to you. That's right. And, yeah. and he told me that if someone, he taught me two lessons when it comes to money. Number one, if you can't afford to not get it back, do not lend it. Yes. Yep. Because, you know, that causes friction. You loan somebody your last $20 that they're going to pay in two days and two days come and you don't have it, that'll cause issues. So I don't I don't loan any money at all. So, mm-hmm. and then never say you don't have it because it's that money talk. Right. Instead, I'm, just right. say, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to loan it to you or how, whatever word you're words you're going to use, but never right. say, no, I don't have it, because that's that, right. inter- you know, that money talk, you know, I believe in what you say, you bring it back to you, so those are some lessons. Yeah, I, I um, 
when I tell my when, when uh my children ask for things like my son just a couple a few hours ago we're driving home and he's you know he's like can we go get the Burger King and da da da, da. and I said Micah I choose not to use my discretionary funds on Burger King. <laughs> And I bet nothing was said after that. <laughs> no, but you're right, you know, because it's it's a mindset thing. So I easily, and, and, and used to do, you know, in my in my younger years as a younger mom, you know, be like, I don't have it. I don't have it. And it wasn't right. that I didn't have it. I just didn't choose to. Sometimes I didn't have it, and sometimes I just didn't choose to, you know, to 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 use my money for that. So you're right about, you know, the wording and how you answer um how you answer your children and the whole the story about you and your uncle I love it every time you tell it because <laughs> um we can create um we can create this dependency mm-hmm. for our you know for our children because we're constantly you know wanting to bail them out or you know well they want this and I want that and I don't want them to ever feel like they can't have and you know, I know what it was like not to have, and I don't want my children ever to feel like that, and blah, blah, blah. And we do our children, you know, more harm because they they do have those attitudes. Like you went to your uncle and said, well, I know you have it. <laughs> you right. Know? I know, you, you know, well, you, why can't you just give it to me? I know you have it, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we, 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 cre- we create that, you know, and then we wonder, like, where did they get that from? No, we created it. We created it. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are going to be times, especially as your children are getting older and, you know, they're preparing to leave the house. Like I said, I have one who just graduated college and, you know, she's on her own. And there are going to be times, you know, they're going to come to you and say, I need or whatever. And, and you're going to have to be like, you know, how you, how you going to figure this one out? Right. Because I did that with my oldest daughter. I'm like, okay, how you going to figure this out? What you going to do? Hmm. And Very help them, yeah, help them then to go through that process of, you know, trying to, to figure it out and, you know, really trying to handle this situation on their own without having to depend on somebody, you know, somebody else. Now, yes, there are times we're going to help our children, you know, but it shouldn't be all the time, all the time, all the time. You know, I've seen parents you know, they'll get a child, let's just say it's a laptop or something. They get the child a laptop. The child destroys the laptop. They get the child another laptop. The child, yeah. is, you know, leaves it somewhere. It's just, and now it's gone. The, the parent gets them another laptop. I'm like, mm-mm, time out for, <laughs> time out for all that, mm-hmm. you know, because my, my son, who's getting ready to be 17, um, a few years ago, I got him a cell phone, and he lost it one time, so I got another one. He lost it again. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, honey, you're going to have to, you're going to have, you want another phone, you're going to have to get the money for it. Did he do it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he figured it out. And he's got a phone, and even, and he's been buying his own phones ever since. Mm. He's been buying his own phones ever since. And you taught him. That's a great lesson, Emma. And I love that you say we we give and we give because we look at it like, well, I didn't have this growing up or that growing up or so on. One of the conditions for 
my son driving. I said, I'm not ever going to put gas in there, mm-hmm. and you're going to pay your own insurance. Mm-hmm. And so, and those were were the rules. You're going to pay your insurance. You pay your own gas. Your your whatever maintenance needs to be done on the car. That's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And because of because of that, he takes good care of the car. You know, he's still learning how to keep up with the you know the maintenance, the little things that you don't know that's not in the you know, what to do, you know, outside of an oil change and everything. But, like, when he needed tires, uh, four tires for the car, he looked at the sale and, you know, the prices for that because he knew it was coming out of his own pocket. And it makes mm-hmm. a difference with how he handles the car versus when he had a car before, real-life lesson, when he had a car before this one, I paid paid everything. I paid, mm-hmm. you know, I made sure he had gas. Um, if he didn't have gas, you know, I made sure he had gas. I paid the insurance and the maintenance and everything else. And he didn't value that car as much. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. So I, I, I love that you hit on, and he knows, you know, he's always work because that was a condition too and a lot of times we give our kids things because we didn't have and we overcompensate and we pay and they don't learn the value of it because where I live there's no public transportation there's not even an Uber so without a car he's he's miking, iking it or hiking it or whatever word you want to use he needs a car so Right. But he knows. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we definitely have to, um, you know, teach them to be responsible. And like I said, that comes with being transparent. Like I said, don't just let them see you spending or see the transactions in the stores, but sit them down at the table when you're going through your, you know, your bills and, you know, reviewing your budgets and, you know, all of those little things behind the scenes that you're doing, that's the stuff that they really need to see, mm. you know. Um, that's the stuff that they really need to see. Teach them, you know, and then even with their own, uh, the whole, you know, spend now versus save for something, the whole right. need versus want, you know, type thing. You know, even make visuals out of that. You know, you can put a little chart on their door, their wall or whatever, and one column has, you know, spend now, and the other one has save, and, you know, use a pencil, so, you know, you have, they have the little money, and so maybe they got $5 saved up, and you shade it in up to $5, and then they decide, and let's say they decided, okay, I want, I'm saving for, um, I don't know, I want to go to a basketball game, whatever, and then one day they decide, oh, I really want to get this, um, uh, I really want to go and, you know, get some food from McDonald's or whatever. So they take some of that little money out. Sometimes you got to just let them, you know, so they take mm-hmm. some of that little money out, right? So then you come and you show them, okay, now you got to erase <laughs> money out of there, put it in the spend now to let them see that, you know, so then they can see and like, man, I didn't really need that McDonald's. Right. You know, now, <laughs> now. <laughs> right. Hmm. 
Very mm-hmm. good. I I like. I wish, um, but everything happens how it's supposed to. Because a lot of things, you know, of course, with Cameron being twenty, a lot of things I didn't do with him along the way. Some things I did. And one of my one of my concerns is when he moves out, is he going to know how to even pay bills? You know, right? Because everything right. that he does, you know, I make I take the money from him and I pay it. He's not physically mm-hmm. paying it with except the, you know, with the exception of gas for the car, but the right. insurance and cell phone, those are things that I will get from him and pay. But now I am going to start sitting him down to where he understands, you know, the um, the amounts and the due dates and Instead of just telling him he's running the electric bill up, show him the difference in the electric Absolutely. bill and how much it's costing. Um, Absolutely. You know, because, like, I was telling him that when he was going at basic training, how low the utilities were. Mm-hmm. And me telling him versus showing him, if I would have showed him, it would have been more effective because yes. also it would have made him more conscious of those hour-long showers, you right. know, or leave right. lights on. So I'm definitely going to implement a lot of these tips going going forward because I don't want, a, you know, him moving out the house and him either having to learn the hard way how to pay bills and, and those things or mm-hmm. still paying his, his bills and he's grown because we don't know mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. something like that, dealing with money, we don't teach our kids. Right. We expect them to move into their own place and know how to to pay yep. bills, which is yep. you know part of teaching them about money. So exactly, what is the one the one step? Because I know, you know, as moms, especially single moms, we get overwhelmed with the things we have to do dealing with money. What is the one mm-hmm. step? What can we do if we don't? No, we're living paycheck to paycheck. What is something we could do? How can we learn about money? What do you suggest? Um, I would suggest, you know, there's always, you know, you can do it yourself and, you know, go get books and, you know, all this, all this, a ton of plethora of books out there about saving money. But just seek out, um, seek out the knowledge. You can seek out someone like myself, you know, who is a licensed financial coach who will coach you you know, and teach you the practical uh, financial t- tips and strategies and things that you uh, that you need to know. We can look at your situation, you know, holistically and come up with a holistic plan, not just, you know, some people come in and say, well, I just want to talk about saving. I don't want to talk about anything else. But I'm <laughs> like, everything affects everything. And so if we True. can't talk about everything, I, I can't work with you. Mm. You know, so, but... Just go, seeking out that, um, seeking out the knowledge. Don't just you know sit there and be like, well, I don't know, you know. But seek it out. Like I said, I'm you know, I'm around there. Are people, there are plenty of people out here who will, um, who will help you. Plenty of financial coaches out here who will help you um, to you know to help you learn and be more responsible so that you can teach your children. Because the thing is, you you'll never be able to teach your children if you yourself. Um, don't have the knowledge, don't have the tools to to do so. And I think that 
the larger thing is is to understand that it is not difficult. I think sometimes when we look at, you know, think about finances, you know, we get very frustrated. We get, you know, oh, my goodness, all these times I'm not going to be able to understand this or that or da 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 And it's really not as hard as, you know, we we think it is. It's really just some very basic things that you will need, that you, you know, need to tweak, you know, mindset adjustments, and you'll be fine. Definitely. How can they connect, how can the audience connect with you? Sure. Yep. You can connect with me. I'm on social media, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me, um, Lexi Jones. Uh, any of those, any on any of those, or purposeful Lexi on any of those. Um, you can also check out my Facebook group for women entrepreneurs and leaders, um, the Nexus, and you're welcome to connect with me there. Um, we talk about you know personal finances is um, uh, one of the areas that we talk about in there as well. So um, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm not hard to find at all. <laughs> And and guys, if you're listening online, the Lexi's information is also in the show notes. One question, Lexi, before I close out the show. Yes. I, I don't want to spend the next however many years of my life paying off my mortgage. Is mm-hmm. is there a way, and I will, if you tell me there's a way, I'm definitely going to get with you on this, but I've heard of, you know, pay your mortgage off in seven years and all those different things. I want to do that because I don't want to be in my 50s and 60s still paying a mortgage. It can be done. Okay. That's what I needed to know. <laughs> that's what I that's what I needed, needed to know. Uh, I mean, you know, and it, I'm sure it's not difficult, but you're, no. you're the lady – with the with the money plan and who knows that kind of stuff. So I will definitely get with you on that. And guys, if for no other reason and if you're paying a mortgage, especially if you just got a you know, a house or whatever else and you have a, a thirty year thirty ten years from now, twenty years from now, can you see yourself still paying that same amount? Craziness. It Craziness. Is. When- so, I, that's one of my financial goals. Definitely is to, yeah, because I could do so much more with that money. Well, you know, I'm gonna put it to you like this: if you can pay, if you you go and you get a car, let's say that car is twenty five thousand, thirty thousand, mm-hmm. maybe it's less, whatever. But you know, you pay that off three years, four years, you get a house. Some places your house could be eighty thousand, one hundred twenty thousand. You know, if you pay a car off that's about thirty thousand in three years, three or four years, why is it taking thirty years to pay off that house? Mm. A great point. I have. I can't wait to our next Monday discussion because now I have a whole new line of, of questions <laughs> for just a, just paying stuff off and. You know, living a no, I don't want to say a no credit lifestyle, but a lifestyle to where I don't owe money, a debt-free lifestyle, I guess, is a, which is yeah. one of my financial goals, is to live a debt-free 
or as close to possible debt-free lifestyle. So, guys, you know, definitely look forward to the next show with Miss Lexi on there. Definitely connect with her because that's – I can't see it. It's just it's too much with with that. So with that being said, Lexi, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And I look forward to our next money show on Define You Radio. Make sure you guys connect with her. If you enjoyed today's session, stay connected with the show by subscribing on iTunes or Google Play, Define You Radio. If you want to learn more about defining your life, money, and business, join us in Define You Movement, where classes and sessions seven days a week. You guys know I always close with a quote. This is from Dave Ramsey. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering mm-hmm. where it went. So I'm going to work on a budget, guys. Seriously, this it's my spending sometimes. I'm going to just leave it at that. With that being said, <laughs> thanks again, Lexi. Pins down, guys. Class is officially over. Hurry into Old Navy today. It's your last chance to get jeans for the whole family on sale. Just $15 for adults, $12 for kids. Plus, redeem your super cash right now to save even more at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Super cash valid 6-3 to 6-11. Jeans valid 6-3 to 6-4. Select styles only. Hurry into Old Navy today. It's your last chance to get jeans for the whole family on sale. Just $15 for adults, $12 for kids. Plus, redeem your super cash right now to save even more at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Super cash valid 6-3 to 6-11. Jeans valid 6-3 to 6-4. Select styles only.